This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony. Welcome to the Swan Song Financial Show with Golden Years Financial Advisors. My name is Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We love that you're here on the show today and we're looking forward to some really great information. Uh, our organization provides a lot of great financial advice and uh, wanted to be able to provide you all with some information on different topics. Uh, so you can always contact us at 574-968-SWAN. That's 574-968-7926. We're the organization where SWAN stands for Sleep Well at Night. And uh, Michael, we should have a pretty good show here. Today we're going to talk about health care. But before we get into that, how you been, man? I've been well. Been doing great. Just, uh, you know, staying busy. Took some time off for a while. Relaxed uh, and enjoyed life for a little bit and back at it grinding again yourself. You know, sort of the same thing. So we've uh, had ourselves a couple few days off and uh, you know what? Heading to the golf course later on. So it's not too bad of a day here. So let's get this over with so I can go play golf. How's that sound? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Let's do it. But of course, if anybody needs information, uh, you can get, get in touch with us with the phone number we just talked about, but also on our website at goldenyears-advisors.com. A lot of our past shows uh, you can pick up off of Spotify, Pod, Apple Podcast, uh, and we'd love to have your comments and your feedback. And we've been getting a lot of feedback and really appreciate it. So one of the things people have been talking about is healthcare and how it works. And uh, is there things that they can do to be able to save a few bucks or not? Because typically when we're out like buying a car or something like that or a TV or even a pair of shoes, we shop around a lot. And, uh, you know, if there's a sale going on, we'd like to get that uh, sale. And there's some things with healthcare uh, that you can shop around on. It's not easy, uh, but there are ways to save money. Isn't that right, Michael? Yeah, without a doubt, healthcare is something that we talk about all the time. I mean, especially individuals that are talking about early retirement, healthcare is the number one topic. Everyone knows that golden age of 65 where all of a sudden healthcare in essence is cheap. Yeah. And before that, it's not so cheap. No doubt. So it's always something that's on top of everyone's mind. So I think it's important to talk about some of these facts because there are ways to go about, you know, helping save money and going about it in the correct manner. Yeah. And it's not like insurance companies are putting inserts in newspapers saying, here's how you save your money out there. Isn't that right? Oh, gosh. Yeah, no doubt. And like you said, Michael, one thing we're talking about when we're doing retirement planning and advising, um, there's a lot of clients who may want to retire early and wonder what they can do. Maybe wonder how they can capture more cash flow and those kind of things, even as they're working uh, in their working years under employer plans. Yep. Uh, so there was a great article in uh, the Kiplinger magazine, Michael. Why don't you highlight that? Yeah, it's called 20 Ways to Save on Healthcare. And I think they do a really good job hitting some points that are really worth talking about. Um, so one of the things, as my father just mentioned, is even if your employer picks up most of your health care costs, I mean, you're still likely spending thousands of dollars each and every year on health care. 
Um, so actually, in fact, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, workers who have employer provided health care coverage still pay an average of twelve hundred and forty three dollars a year for single coverage premiums. But if you want to look at the flip side at family coverage, that number jumps all the way to fifty five hundred eighty eight dollars. Right. I mean, that's that, that's quite a bit. So as for deductibles, the average single coverage is one thousand six hundred forty four dollars. And for family coverage, that average deductible is more so around that two thousand dollar mark. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know our deductible and our plan is 6000 uh, as far as overall deductible, yep. but there's reasons that we went that way. And we're going to talk about that as we get through this here. Um, I tell you, we're going to talk about some ways to be able to make sure that you're cognitively aware of what's going on. Uh, when you're not aware of what's going on with health insurance, that is typically when it costs you money. And what we're going to talk about is just simple things like staying in a, in a network. It's called a PPO or preferred provider network. There's some discounts that you can get for staying in network. And I know that's pretty basic, folks. I understand that. It's basic, but it's extremely important to realize because I can't, I mean, how often do you hear of somebody say, man, my bill was huge. Like it was astronomical. Well, did you stay in network? Yeah. Oh man, I forgot. Like it. <laughs> yeah. And you got to, because you know, while like say our plan has a $6,000 deductible, that's in network. If we go out of network, that deductible goes up to, I believe 10,000, but we do stay in network and there's easy ways to stay in networks. So every company has like a concierge service or you can call, make sure you're in network and those particular things. So making sure you network and one area I want to talk about there briefly is we're talking about PPO networks, preferred provider networks. HMOs are pretty strict and pretty stringent health maintenance organizations. You need to stay in network with an HMO. Absolutely. People get surprises and you know they may go to their regular doctor in network, but end up going to a specialist that turns out to be out of network. In many of those cases, 100% of that bill, they'll get a billing for 100% of that bill because it's out of network. There's some pretty strict things with some HMOs and there's going to be some uh, changes potentially. They're pending and uh, changes uh, just to be able to make sure some folks don't have as many gotchas coming up here too. I'm going to say it's not all really formalized that much, but starting in uh, 2022, uh, there might be some things that help people with what we call those surprise bills and uh, where a person may not have known even in an emergency situation, which would be covered in network, but then going to a specialist uh, in a situation that was not in network. Those are some surprise bills. And the Fed government does want to make sure those surprise bills aren't really attacking people. So there's some changes potentially coming up on that. But know your networks, folks. Absolutely. And, and when you talk about a surprise in healthcare, it's never a good surprise. No, it's not. It's like, you know, hey, I like good surprises on the golf course where, you know, hey, maybe hit a really good shot and have a nice surprise there. But no, medical field uh, surprises typically are a bit challenging. And one of the things you can do if you get one of these surprise bills, and it's okay, I hope we mention it that way as a surprise bill. It's just yep. it, 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 when you open up an envelope, it's a gut-wrenching surprise. And all of a sudden you see, hey, I got $10,000 coming out instead of $5,000 on that. Remember, you can appeal things yep. with insurance companies. And that's one of the things I think, Michael, that is uh, one of the things we taught, we'll need to talk about is when you get a bill, don't panic look at it and maybe appeal it, right? Yeah, without a doubt. And honestly, especially when it comes to healthcare, I, talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. I mean, of course, we always throw our hat in there, but speak with a financial services professional, speak with somebody that handles healthcare, call that concierge ahead of time, but it, it's important to have a relation with somebody. 
Yeah, and I'll say this about our organization here. I've been in the healthcare field for a long time. We'll just put it that way, a long <laughs> Longer time. Longer than I've been alive. <laughs> That's true. But we still have a strategic partner that we go to here in case there's a health question that comes up, who is our strategic partner of uh, excellence, if you will. And we get a healthcare situation that we don't know. We're not going to just tell you something. We're actually going to go to one of our strategic partners and get the answer that is needed. So again, uh, a financial service professional that also has some specialists in the healthcare field. Uh, how else can uh, we take a look at saving on some uh, cost here, Michael? Yeah. So then this this next thing I want to talk about, and I think it's extremely important, and uh, it was actually a big hubbub for a while, when in, even federally. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is in order to help save on healthcare expenses is to talk about your plan's preventative care services. Big deal, isn't it? Huge deal. So most health plans cover certain preventative services for free. They don't they don't even send you a bill even if you're not at your deductible. Um so things like preventative care services could be th- like immunizations, uh screens for depression, blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, things like that. So it's really important to take a look at those what are our risk factors. And you know, a lot of times mammograms can be covered as well. Um even though some high deductible plans, even on top of that, can cover some healthcare for chronic conditions such as like insulin and diabetes. Uh, so it's it's important to kind of take a close look at that. And I'd highly encourage everyone that's listening to visit healthcare.gov and just simply search preventative care benefits. Um, that way you can figure out exactly what falls underneath preventative care services. And then on every site, you'll get a huge list of what all those are. Um, So please take a look at that. Normally they come at absolutely no cost, uh, especially if it's in your network. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and sometimes people, I mean, if I may just throw it out there, sometimes people will say, well, I'm not going to go in for preventative care because the doctor or the hospital, this is just, you know, preconceived notions other doctors just trying to find a condition to medicate me i mean it's ridiculous i've heard this before right yes. okay preventative care is preventative care and one of the biggest things about preventative care knowing that you may have on borderline uh, high blood pressure you'll say oh yeah it could be just a simple change in diet a change in food a change in exercising something like that before it gets to the point where it's a real challenge and we've had a number of cases through some underwriting you know, life underwriting that kind of stuff where some results have came back and they've been uh, necessary for people to go see their doctors and it's helped prevent some major major problems so truly preventative care uh, is out there to help you save you some few bucks but not only that maybe some future lifestyle i mean you know oh, yeah. really really can help prevent a lot of major serious well, things from occurring even on top of that potentially exponentially large expenses if you can handle it ahead of time oh yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. So preventative care, a great way, Michael, thanks for the information on that. So people can get used to use utilizing those benefits out there. Um, and what else can we do to save some bucks on uh, healthcare? Uh, yeah. So there, there's this newer thing coming out. Well, that has been out for a while, but I think it became more popular during, you know, COVID, all these Zoom conferences, this and that. Yeah. Uh, but it's called telehealth. And telehealth is simply just to like bring it down in a nutshell is meeting with your doctor via video conference. I mean, I can um, get a physical over the telephone. Okay, you can't do it for everything. You can't do it for everything. And But most times it's actually, it can be cheaper. And if you can save a buck there, that's pretty fantastic. You want to double check with your insurance, of course. Again, call that concierge, say, hey, can I do a 
telehealth telehealth appointment with my doctor, yes or no? And honestly, I do not like going to the doctors because I don't like to wait. Yeah. And, you know, with telehealth, I might still have to wait, you know, five, 10 minutes or whatever. But at least I don't have to drive 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back and wait 30 minutes in between. So it's right. And it's basically there for some maybe some minor consultations, if you will. So maybe minor concerns And off of that telehealth uh, conversation. It may say, hey, you've got some things that you need to come in and and, and have a a checkup on or anything else. But it can prevent unnecessary uh, visits to the office and it's uh, great communication. Absolutely. And virtual conferences have became so much more user friendly this last year. So the, I know it's kind of hard to reach out and try something new, but video conferencing has gotten easier and easier and easier. There you go. A benefit from COVID, Michael. There you go. We're always looking out there for something like that. I'm a very, optim- <laughs> I'm a very optimistic man, yeah. what can I say? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, one other area that, uh, that can provide uh, some savings is managing that deductible. And when it comes to looking at maybe like you're getting close to year end, uh, you've already had some medical expenses. You may be close to your maximizing your deductible. You may be already at your deductible. And, you know, there's maybe some pending things that you're thinking of going to do. Well, doing them towards that end of the year where that deductible is already met, as opposed to putting them off to the beginning of the year, uh, those those expenses at the end of the year where deductible is already met, your benefits are going to be higher, less cost to the individual, as opposed to maybe waiting to that beginning of the year um, when that new deductible starts. So sort of bundling your service with your deductible is, is sort of a way to look at that. We're not talking about just because you hit your deductible, go out there and abuse a plan for crying out loud. Don't do that because that raises everybody's cost. <laughs> We're just simply sitting back saying, use some use some common sense here. If you're already at maxed out your deductible and there's something pending you need to get done, and you can do it in November or December, then why put it off to January? Without a doubt. And staying on the same line and talking about maxing things, I feel like in this show we've just ripped apart maxing a 401k. Get free money when you can get free money. Have we ever money. talked about that? <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> but the thing is, and some employers also provide a certain level of matching or free contributions to either HSAs or FSAs as well. And right. I'll let you dive into that a little bit. Yeah, we're going to talk about those uh, HSA primarily here coming up. I'm going to back up just for a minute on one thing that I just happened to think about too is yeah. a lot of companies, look what your companies offer out there um, for sort of that concierge time of services. There may be things for like if you're struggling with weight loss or you want to discontinue smoking. Um, a lot of times companies will allow you to have programs like that that they'll pay 100% for uh, to help you monitor those things and come along you and assist you. And uh, I know that even on the group coverage that I've uh, been on here in, uh, in the past, yeah, if you go in for uh, you know some consultations on some different things as such, uh, even an annual uh, checkup or something like that, there's some discounts and premiums. So I just think those are some good things. Look at some of the fine notes there on your, uh, again, preventative care help and assistance. It's out there, okay? Even that telecare comes into those kind of things too. So let's jump into the HSA, Michaels. I think that's a great place to go. Um, so people can actually put in money into an account that's an HSA, which is called a health savings account. We're going to talk about, and that goes in pre-tax, right, Michael? Correct. And only if you have a high deductible 
plan at this point in time? Qualified high deductible plan. So I know our deductible plan is $6,000, like we already mentioned. It is a qualified high deductible plan. And the reason we took it is because of the opportunity for the HSA account, the health savings account, which we're fortunate the employer actually puts in a portion of funds every uh, month into those particular accounts, just a little bit of the funds in there, um, which is nice. They, they do that as an incentive because uh, there's a lot of good preventative care and those kind of things. But we're also able to put money in there on a pre-tax basis. And then the beauty of that is, is when we have a medical expense, a, a chiropractic, whatever that happens to be, I can use that HSA account, it's just a checking account, and pay those bills. And the great thing is, if I've got $2,000 of medical bills a year, and we've put the money in the HSA, the health savings account, when we pay those couple thousand dollars of medical bills, that's non-taxed. Is that good? That's fantastic. That's good. So there are some contribution limits, Michael. Why don't you hit on those? Yeah, so if you do have that high deductible plan and you have a qualified HSA as a self-coverage single individual, you can contribute as of 2021, $3,600 a year. Now, if you have a family plan, you can actually contribute $7,200 per year at this point in time. And then also to note that just like IRAs, Roths, and 401ks, there is a catch-up provision in there as well. So at the age of 55 or older, you can actually contribute an additional $1,000 per year as well. Excellent. Excellent. And you guys, if you need more information on that, let us know. Just shoot us an email. We'll get you some more information. But there's also things out there called flexible spending, flexible spending accounts. Easy for you to say. That's a, <laughs> it's an FSA. Uh, just be careful on those as far as you know how they're funded. Uh, they go up to $2,750 in pre-tax dollars and funds that you can withdraw again for uh, medical expenses. Um, some plans you have to fully liquidate on those plans at yep. the end of the year, of course. That's kind of a use it or lose use it. Use it or lose it kind of thing. So th it's a great plan. If you know you've got medical expenses coming up, then the employer might have some incentives for you there too. But typically it's money you put in there that you're going to use this use within the calendar year. And again, pre-tax money, you're not paying taxes. Again, two tax codes out there, Michael, one for the informed, one for the uninformed. So let's save some money on these particular things. So ultimately the HSAs and the FSAs are there to cover things like deductibles, copay, co-insurance. You can use them for like eyeglasses, uh, medical monitoring equipment, um, testing devices, uh, orthodontia. Uh, this, there's a whole list of things that you can use these for as qualified medical expenses. And even in 2022, um, the, they started to allowing things like even over-the-counter, like pain relievers, cough syrup, antihistamines, these kinds of things. So um, you look at the list. And Michael, do we have, we have a place for people to go to take a sort of a look at that list. And uh, some of those things you can actually... Uh, just contact us if you want to get a, a connection to that particular list. Uh, we can get you a list of qualified HSA or FSA expenses. So again, working with that service professional like Michael, like you talked about early, is extremely important. What else do you have for us? Um, yeah. So, so one thing I do want to touch on just building off you again is, you know, the reason why you want to contact a financial services professional is healthcare is a huge part of financial strategies about financial planning. And believe it or not, I mean, you can't technically title it as such, but HSAs are pretty, really good retirement tool, especially when talking about medical expenses. 
Um, so believe it or not, these stay forever, just as you mentioned a little bit ago, unlike the FSAs for the most part. But Medicare Parts B and D premiums, as well as you know Advantage plans premiums, they're all HSA eligible. Right. And so is some long-term care premiums as well, up to a certain limit, of course. Uh, but things like that can continue to come out of that HSA because you actually cannot continue to contribute to them after the age of 65. Right. Uh, but it's still, in essence, money that you put away tax-free. It grew tax-free, and now you can utilize it for a large amount of things. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, one of our other shows, and we'll continue to talk about that, is actually how uh, an HSA can be can enhance uh, things for retirement, no doubt. So Without a doubt. HSA is a really, really good tool out there. Um, and it's a great way to sort of force save for retirement a bit. So we'll cover that more in detail in our retirement show, too. But no, excellent points there, Michael. So I tell you what, there's been a lot of information already. Uh, we will uh, suggest that people give us a call, 574-968-7926. Shoot us an email uh, at, uh, on our website there, goldenyears-advisors.com. Again, a lot of information on healthcare insurance, Michael, uh, that people need more information on. We're here to help. We're here to serve. So let's go jump into the last part of the show. And uh, what's next on that Kiplinger article? Yeah. So on the Kiplinger article, 20 ways to save on health care, it, it talks about deducting medical expenses as another way to kind of, in essence, quote unquote, save on healthcare expenses. So either way you want to look at it, but if you're itemizing your deductions on your taxes and you actually get your itemized deductions above your standard deduction, medical expenses and dental expenses that your insurance do not cover and are greater than 7.5% of your adjusted gross income is deductible. Cool. Uh, So if you have a rough year, well, make sure you keep track of absolutely everything uh, because you could have a big tax break from it. Yeah, definitely. And at the end of the day, if you're itemizing, um, take a look at this, period. A lot of people go standard deduction. They don't itemize. This is not for you. Uh, But if you are itemizing and you have uh, sort of a challenging year, like Michael said, you remembered including those medical premiums in there uh, along with expenses could put you over that seven and a half percent of a uh, adjusted gross income. So excellent point there. Hey, one other point I want to hit on here too is the when it comes to prescription drugs, and this is a really good point. Uh, basically, ideas shopping around can save you some money here. Uh, and one of the first things is just communicating with the doctor um, about generics. Absolutely. You know, we do a lot of stuff for like, you know, during the Medicare annual enrollment period here at the office. Uh, And, you know, we're always looking at people's prescription drugs and where they're at. And a lot of times when we're looking up information, there's generic equivalents to what people are taking brand name for. And yes, some people have to take the brand name. You have what you have. But there are a lot of options for generics out there and they can save you quite a few bucks. Without a doubt. I mean, to compare it to like actual shopping, you know, it's a designer it's it's like a Gucci in comparison to an Old Navy. It's a could be a massive cost cost difference. I mean, sometimes up to eighty five percent. Yeah. And you know what? The shirt still fits regardless. <laughs> so definitely shop around. It's important. It's it's a good comparison. Yeah. And real quick disclosure: we're not trying to practice medical advice nope. or anything nope. else like that. We're just saying, hey, because there might be very good reasons why you have to stay on a brand name. We're just saying if there are options over out there, eighty five percent less cost on an average is a good thing to look at. Plus, when you look at your plans, they have co-pays for prescriptions to all the different tiers. Uh, and typically the tier 
one and two generics are less copay than that of a tier three brand name. So not only 85% less in cost, but uh, uh, definitely less copays. And for those of you that are over age 65 listening to, there are other reasons that you want to reduce the cost if you can, and that has to do with some other out-of-pocket um, uh, expenses that a person could could occur by getting into what they call the donut hole. We're not going to go into all that. We'll be talking a whole thing here on Medicare, probably coming up in the, within the next 30 days. But again, watching those uh, costs and generics, if they work, they're fantastic. Yeah, but absolutely. Always reach out to your healthcare professional, your pharmacist. Sometimes you need what you need. Sometimes there's options. They they surely know exactly what can and cannot happen. You bet. You bet. And there's great websites out there like GoodRx. Uh, a lot of times may have coupons uh, that could help save you some money. You know, different pharmacies uh, may have programs and discount programs like that that'll work. Just be cautious as you use those coupons or discounts. Um, you, you're not typically able to send those through your prescription, uh, your prescriptions through your healthcare provider, because uh, it's just a discounted off of the prescription drug costs at that particular pharmacy or a coupon. Uh, so just be cautious on that. What I'm saying is if you do get a discount, it may, it, you may not be able to claim it through your healthcare provider. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, but yeah, good RX. I mean, there's, we're not here to say, you know, which one's the best out there. You know, no, but there are other websites that will pull up like three or four different pharmacies and say, well, you know, at this pharmacy, this prescription is five bucks less or something you like bet. that. Shop around. It's amazing when we're again, when we're doing those kind of things where we could pull up different pharmacies, it's amazing what the different price is here. So that is one of those things like we talked about earlier on the show. If you're buying a TV or something like that, look for a good deal. Could be that with prescriptions too. Yeah. yeah. The other idea is you might want to look at like a 90 day supply instead of a 30 day supply or maybe even something like mail order. That's always a pretty good one in there too. What else you got for us regarding some of this stuff, Michael? Honestly, I'm getting kind of towards the end. Uh, So unless you have something to add, I feel like we've put in a lot of good points already. No, I think that, you know, again, prescription drug cost, um, making sure you, if you can get an HSA set up, um, taking a look at, you know, making sure you're staying within a network. Um, you know what? Well, another thing I'm just going to throw in here, a side note, if you can, is if, if all of a sudden you find um, a different option, every company has an election period and you're say you're on a plan right now and it's a lower, uh, lower deductible, small copay plan, and maybe those premiums are say $700 a month, just to use an example, okay? And you're looking and say, hey, the employer does have a high deductible plan and it makes sense for you to move to that. And that high deductible plan may be $350 a month. You may save half the money, potentially. Every year you can enroll and look at the enrollments and make your choices. Here's a great idea though. If you do change to a high deductible plan and your premiums go down, Take those extra funds, put it into that HSA account, the health savings account, or if you don't want to put it in a health savings account because of some of the restrictions on there, capture those funds, put it towards your cash reserves, make sure your cash reserves are adequate. So I, I would just say managing healthcare, coming all the way back to it, working with a financial professional, it's part of the overall financial plan. It has to be anymore. Do not ignore this particular area. If you do, it will cost you money. And it'll cost you maybe even some things on health if you're not doing preventative care. So can't stress enough. When we talk retirement planning with people, financial planning, this is one of the areas, one of the key cornerstones is healthcare, what it is today, what it looks like going down the road, 
And how can we not only have a good protection, but how can you also be efficient in funding with that too? So can't say stress it enough. Yep. I think that's a fantastic way to wrap it up. Uh, well, I don't think we have anything else to add. So thank you everyone for joining us today. We are Golden Years Financial Advisors. This is the Swan Song Financial Show, and we are signing off. Thanks a lot, folks. Thank you for listening to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears-advisors.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.